0: This is Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, and this is the Retirement Ready Show. Our goal is to educate you on the many topics of retirement and inform you how to create a successful Retirement Ready Roadmap. Thank you for joining me today for another episode where we will make your Retirement Ready Roadmap simple. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, and thank you for tuning in to the Retirement Ready Show. I'm joined this week by two of my compadres, Brad Allen, Tom Newman. How are you? How are you doing today? I'm doing great, guys. It's been a while since we've been able to do a podcast with all three of us. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's three amigos back together. You're not. Uh, I feel like you're both staring at me. Is this an intervention, or did I do something wrong? Or? <laughs> we'll, no.
1: see, we'll see how the show goes. <laughs> That's, right.
0: That's right. See if we can make it a good one or not. But it's great to have you guys back. Of course, we're Zooming in. I guess, um, you know, we're Zooming in on July 4th holiday as we record this. And any family traditions for you guys?
2: Just fireworks in general, I think. Do uh, to to you light
0: them? Are you going to come no. in with all your fingers?
2: Yeah, no, no I'm, not, I'm not that brave. <laughs> well, from a distance on a hill with a blanket, you know, we'll, we'll watch some fireworks.
1: We usually do a parade and uh, watch some fireworks as well, so... Should be a fun time.
0: Mm -hmm. That's good stuff, good stuff. Well, we got a great topic this week. I think one question we want to challenge people to consider is when it comes to investing and maybe thinking about it as investing risk, what is your personality type? Do you consider yourself to be more of a bargain hunter or a mattress stuffer? Now, I want to use the term bargain hunter to represent those people who are more inclined to look at a major stock market correction as an opportunity to cheaply add more stocks to their portfolio. On the other hand, I would say you are at least somewhat more accurately described as being a mattress stuffer if your first reaction to a market decline is to sell your stocks and look for something safer. Now, let's keep in mind, there's both advantages and disadvantages of each personality type. So I would never try to convince you that you should try to become something that you're not. But with all the financial uncertainty in the world today, I think now is a great time for some sound financial advice. But you really want advice that's ta- tailored excuse me, to your specific personality type. And keep in mind, there's no guarantees when it comes to making money and investing. But it can help to have a solid plan that you can stick to regardless of the inevitable ups and downs in the market. If you're not sure that your current plan is up to par, sit down with a good qualified fiduciary and take a look at that. But today we want to discuss some of the very important financial planning strategies, how these different personality types might use them with modifications that can be really beneficial. But what would be even better is for you to really understand your risk tolerance and understand: Am I currently invested in a way that's aligned with that risk tolerance? And I think Brad, we're using this kind of funny analogy here today of bargain hunters and mattress stuffers. But what does that all mean, and how does it apply to risk?
2: Well, one prediction that can be made when it comes to investing is is that it you know it, it constantly changes. You know, if you own stocks, you know the market can be extremely volatile. If you own in real estate you know that uh there's a never-ending cycle of being a buyer or a seller and what kind of market are you in at that time if you own bitcoin well if you own bitcoin i hope you aren't in the hospital right now recovering from a heart attack it's been kind of a wild ride for cryptocurrency uh, but that's to be expected. It's a, it's a more risky type of uh, investment, right? So no matter what you invest in, you need to be prepared to see the value of your retirement portfolio going up and down. Although less apparent, this is even true for a person who has all their savings stuffed under the mattress. While the number of dollars may not change because of inflation, the value of those dollars does, right? Uh, things cost more at the stores right now, gas, all that kind of stuff. Your money's not working for you in the market, so you're you're, you're eroding those dollars as time goes on. So how a, a person deals with volatility and the common emotion of investing has a lot to do with their personality type and the attitude towards risk. And what I've learned over the years is that people who, they are who they are, they're not gonna change, right? If, if it's in their nature to take investment risks, perhaps to a fault, it's difficult to change and adopt to a more conservative attitude. And the opposite is true as well. If, if you don't want to take any risk, it's hard to tell somebody, hey, you need to put this money in the market or you, it needs to be working harder for you. And this is one reason why I'm uncomfortable with the advice from some of the big box retail investment firms. I find that in A lot of situations, they simply don't spend enough time trying to truly understand their their clients' objectives, their attitudes, and perhaps most importantly, their comfort level with investing and taking on risk. If you've ever met with a broker at one of these firms, my guess is that after a few minutes of talking and chatting, that broker is ready to start recommending what portfolio you should be in and how much risk you should be taking without really sitting down and, and taking a look at it. So while it is true that there are certain broad principles and issues that must be addressed for sound investment and retirement planning, the specific tactics used can be modified to a degree depending on the individual. So when we sit down with somebody you know, whether, uh, you know, we're talking to them on the phone or we're, we're talking in person or whatever it might be, we want to gauge what are their ultimate goals and how are they going to get there with a, from a risk perspective, where do they feel comfortable with risk? We have different questions that we ask that gives them a number that, you know, gives them a comfort zone. And then we can show them where they're actually invested in comparison to that comfort zone. So they can see that they're off. Most people don't know that they're taking a lot more risk than what they feel comfortable taking, unless you actually, do the exercise of putting together something that shows you how much risk you're actually taking.
0: That's great, Brad. And and I think, Tom, you know, when we think about risk, you have to consider time horizon, right? You really want to ask yourself, how soon do I need the money? Because that's going to drive so many of the decisions we end up making. And
1: if retirement is far away, uh, both the the bargain hunter and the mattress stuffer should probably be invested in stocks for one simple reason. Uh, Basically, the the historical return of the S&P 500 over the past century has averaged around 10% annually. So at a rate like that, you know, your money could double every seven years. So for instance, if you're say 30 years from retirement, Assuming this, you know, history repeats itself. Your investments could double up to four times before you retire. So, you know, to put the a number to that, if you have seventy five thousand dollar retirement fund, once that doubles, it becomes one hundred and fifty. Then it doubles a second time, and it becomes three hundred thousand. It doubles again to six hundred thousand, and then the fourth doubling equates to one point two million dollars but you gotta continue to stay invested. So one of the advice uh, pieces that I have for younger mattress stuffers is, is have faith in the long-term power of the stock market. And, you know, Get some portion of your money out of the mattress and put it to work. Sure, you will most likely have to endure periods when the stock market values do go down but it won't matter because time is on your side and there are so many years before you're actually gonna need the money. On the flip side, the advice that I have for bargain hunters is volatility might actually be your best friend. Uh, but you'll need cash to to pounce on those bargains when those stock prices do go down. So a good strategy is to take some profits by paring back some of your positions when stock prices are up, in order to have the cash on hand that you will need to buy bargains when prices go down. Um, but this advice is is much different for both personality types. You know, the closer that you are to retirement that historical 10% annual market return just as an average. So it's it's made up of many different individual years when, say, the market was up more than 10%. For instance, in 2019, when the S&P 500 was up over 30% in a single year, but then on the flip side, in 2008, when the financial crisis hit, the stock market fell 46%. So, you know, the closer you are to retirement, the more you will likely have a more immediate need for income, and and this immediate need for income changes everything when dealing with market volatility. So, if your your income needs will be met in some part by selling stocks, you may be forced to actually sell a greater number of shares of your individual stocks or mutual funds in your portfolio when the market is down. So if you have, if you did have the bad fortune of retiring when the market was down forty six percent, you likely would have been forced to sell almost twice the amount of shares to gener- generate the same amount of income that would have been necessary before the price drop. And while it took only two years for the market to recover from the two thousand and eight crisis, the problem is is that those shares you might have been forced to sell at a depressed value, and you no longer have that compounding effect
0: for yourself. Hey podcast fans, if you're ready to take the next steps to create your retirement ready roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow us and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Now back to the podcast. So some advice, Tom, for the older mattress stuffers might be starting 10 years from retirement. You might want to start the process of shifting from stocks into things that are less volatile, less risk from loss. But you may not want to get out of the market entirely because you could still need these potential long-term results of the stocks to help you keep up with inflation. Advice for the bargain hunter might be. Although this might be difficult for you, but the closer you are to retirement, the less you may have the ability to go bargain hunting. Again, retirement means you need income, So now when you take profits and pair back your portfolio during times when stock prices go up, it might be better to set this cash reserve aside to meet your looming income needs as opposed to using the money to buy more stocks. One concept we really like is a bucketed strategy. Let's have some safe assets that aren't at risk to market volatility for those short-term income needs. Let's call it five to ten years. Then we can have kind of a balanced portfolio for that 10 to 20, 30-year money. And then if we have enough assets that we can have a third bucket, that's where we can chase some returns because we don't need that money for quite a while. So if it dips, we can let it recover. So having a more dynamic strategy can make a big, big difference. And Brad, you know, one of the things that I think is so important when you're talking about risk and running out of money is tax planning strategies. Now, if you're listening, you might say, Tony, tax plan. What, what the heck does this have to do with risk? Right? Well, think about it simply, if we can implement some effective tax planning strategies, so when you take money out of your accounts, less of that is going to Uncle Sam, we don't have to take the same level of risk to meet your retirement income needs. So that can make a big difference over your retirement. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I always
2: say, too, I mean, you know, I, I just met with somebody and, and talked to him They were in New Jersey. Uh, you know, we work all over the country and stuff. But we were talking about he didn't realize Social Security was a taxable event. Right. And, and, and the real answer to that is it, it could be. It just depends on how much other income you have coming in. So one of the things maybe you've done everything perfect. In your life right maybe you've poured money into your 401k at work and you've you've taken the right risk levels at the right times and you pull back on the risk the closer you got to retirement and now you're in retirement you didn't realize that all this money that you've poured into tax deferred accounts and those types of products, well now every dollar you take out of them in retirement, you have to pay taxes on it. And a lot of folks that I meet, they find themselves in one of, if not the highest tax bracket of their life later on in retirement. If you think about, you have required minimum distributions. Those start at 72 years old. You have social security coming in, maybe two if you're a couple. Uh, Coming in. Maybe you're lucky enough to have a pension or rental income, or, you know, that all counts as income for the year and it's all taxable, right? And that's pushing up your tax bracket. And one thing we know is that taxes are going up in the future. So we need to start looking at. Uh, how much tax risk do you have? Could you do something about it now while taxes are lower knowing that they could go up in the future? So taxes could easily be one of the largest expenses that somebody might face in retirement. And the better job you've done building that nest egg, the greater chance that you have that taxes could interfere with your ability to live your dream retirement. So tax planning involves more than just looking at your year-to-year tax preparation, those kind of things here's some advice for a bargain hunter. Surprisingly, your biggest potential bargains might be found with tax planning. Taxes are scheduled to go up at the end of 2025. That means taxes are lower today than what they're going to be in the future. So what about this for a bargain? If you have some cash set aside in your IRA, maybe a 401k, 403b, or other type of retirement account that's tax deferred, as a bargain hunter, you intend to use this cash when stock prices are down so that you can snatch up some bargains and hopefully book some some large future gains. The question every bargain hunter should ask him or herself is if you want these gains to be taxable or tax-free. Assuming you prefer the latter, why not convert that cash to a Roth IRA before 2025 while taxes are still low? Now, you want to sit down with a financial advisor. You want to make sure this makes sense in your plan, because obviously anything you do in a Roth conversion, you're going to pay more taxes this year. It could affect Medicare premiums, those things. So you don't want to do too much or too little. Sit down and figure out how much makes
0: sense for you and your family. And Tom, when we think about on the flip side, The mattress stuffers what are some tax planning advice for those folks
1: well one of the biggest challenges for any person who is adverse to taking risks with their savings is to to find a way to increase growth rates and and at the same time minimize the chances of investment losses so, you know, the great thing about tax planning is that it has the potential to effectively increase the money you'll have available to spend for retirement with no exposure to risks of investing. Uh, think about the power of this for just a minute. Let's say, for instance, that you have all of your savings stuffed in a taxable IRA mattress. Um, And let's also say that you need $50,000 to meet your retirement expenses every year. How much will you actually need to withdraw to net you the $50,000 you need? Because every penny coming out of your mattress will be taxed. The total then that you need to withdraw will depend entirely on your tax rate. And the higher your tax rate, the more you need to withdraw. But if you were able to reduce your tax rate in retirement with your withdrawal amount also declines then, leaving more money in your savings. So a good way to find out about this is to engage, you know, some tax planning with a a knowledgeable fiduciary financial advisor that can help put pen to paper and really figure out not only this year, but five years 10 years 15 years down the road what is your tax situation going to look like and what is the best road for you to take
0: and again tom brad you know i think tax planning strategies are better maybe a better way to say this lack of tax planning strategies is one of the biggest mistakes we see when folks come into our firm for a second opinion and it really does make a big difference. I think on some levels in our industry, you know, you call your your advisor and advisor says, great question, call the accountant. Well, that's great. And, and, of course, the three of us aren't accountants. We're not CPAs. But, you know, it's important to have those professionals working together, right? Many CPAs, not all of them, but many of them are tax preparers. They don't look forward and think about strategies on how to reduce your taxes for many decades to come. And not having those two arms working together can be very detrimental. So find yourself a firm that incorporates that. Maybe they have the accountant and the advisors right at the firm so they can work together as a team and really ensure that you can implement some tax planning strategies to really help reduce your risk and increase the longevity of your portfolio. And even if you believe your current broker or advisor is doing a good job, I'll end this week's episode with some advice that you should definitely follow regardless of whether you might be a bargain hunter or a mattress stuffer I want you to get a second opinion what I found is that many people have in common regardless of whether they're high risk or low risk is a reluctancy to get a second opinion when it comes to their investments and retirement planning now I've always found that interesting because generally speaking, these same group of people would not hesitate to go to a second doctor when dealing with a diagnosis that threatens their life. At the risk of overstating this, it is your financial life that's at stake, so a second opinion can't hurt and it could save you from making a big mistake. So many folks are reluctant to get that second opinion, and I think maybe it's for fear that they'll offend their current advisor, but you should want to have a second set of eyes review so you can really verify the soundness of your planning and understand the level of risk that you're taking. We appreciate you tuning in to the Retirement Ready Show. Hey, podcast fans. If you're ready to take the next steps to create your Retirement Ready Roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. Drake &
2: Associates LLC is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Advisory services offered through Drake & Associates LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Drake & Associates LLC is not permitted to offer. No statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Drake & Associates LLC.